0: The goal of the Salumas podcast is simple. Take a candid, objective, and often comedic approach to the human condition. In keeping with this, the use of expletives, crude humor, and references to harsh realities are commonplace. If you find any of this to be offensive, please throw your listening device in the trash. If not, enjoy the show.
1: for another episode of the salubis podcast this is kalu this is chris this is brandon in the background and today it's gonna be a deep conversation i think we're gonna touch on a couple of different things but to frame it all up i want to start with a little bit of news um kalu has new white shoes now well look how I, white those i know are. They, they're my workout shoes i was oh. just wearing them today
0: them fuckers look orthopedic as hell
1: oh, fuck I, off they're not. adidas they're Adidas uh, Alpha Bounce. They it's have. Not, they, they do they feel good. They got Velcro though. straps. Oh my God. They do. They're Double. just thick fucking what, soles. No,
0: nah, one sole, sole is quite obviously sole. three inches wide. I in hate you. That's, so that's much. how he's so
2: tall. Why you oh got, my God. Why
0: you got the one strong foot?
2: Because he's really only 5'10. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: like you guys. So, anyway, um, I wanted to start off with a little news. I'm sure a lot of you who pay attention probably saw about it, but. Uh, david coke uh billionaire businessman um not it like
0: net worth 52 sp- yeah billions? it was a billion billions I upon billions, upon up, billions. But I feel like i saw that
1: um you know uh, what they call him they call him a businessman philanthropist uh political activist and chemical engineer but um <laughs> he died and so and i and think what, he, and what called him that what a Wikipedia. So whoever the fuck wanted to call him a that philanthropist a, and all that yeah, stuff. They yeah, they they did,
0: did, him, they did kindness. him a kind. Yeah, they did. I think they did him a
1: a nice
0: philanthropy's
1: a yeah. relative term. He's a he's a very very conservative donor, and I have no problem with conservative or liberal or anything like that. Um, but there was at least on a lot of my social feeds and stuff like that, and I see across the internet there are a lot of people celebrating his death, and um or at least at least uh
0: just kind of i guess ding dong the witch is dead about it like man yeah. fuck him yeah. and then keep it moving like i think that there is this false uh narrative that that other people that want to say they're above the fray type shit are are acting like l- we're just in droves yeah. like excited about it i really couldn't give two fucks, but if I chose between two fucks, I'd say like,
1: good. Yeah. And in many camps, they would consider, uh, David Koch as a libertarian, but like, he's a lot more libertarian (laughs) than I am. Like, I mean, there's left and right leaning libertarians and, and obviously he's very, very right leaning in that, in that sense. And so, you know, upon his passing again, there, there was that energy of ding dong, the witch is dead. And, i want to for us today to be able to talk about that but talk about a deeper thing and just within us as humans about lauding the death of people like that like Like, why why does that happen why does that happen like i i get like lauding the death of people like hitler or osama bin laden or you can say osama bin laden but you know we trained his squad. <laughs> yeah. We made him who he you yeah, know, who cra- he is. But monsters, we created yeah. him. But uh, you know, you think of just other tyrants, other, you know, people that have done like huge atrocities to humanity and stuff like that. I, I'm fine and, and serial killer stuff like I'm fine with those people dying. But like why there's something different about the celebration of his death. And I want us to be able to figure out what that is and then also dig deeper into just human nature are we built like is that just part of us to be able to treat things like that if that makes any sense
0: well where i would come at
1: it from is that obviously
0: there's going to be a lot of diversity when it comes to the reactions that we have to these kind of events and we've even talked about like before we started recording like the notion of are humans inherently good Mm. um and and I think that gets piggybacked along with it. When in lieu of someone like David Cote passing away, the fact that some people are like, you know what, fuck him. He represented um, subjugation. He worked the system overwhelmingly and resource hoarded. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, it, it's not his job. Let's be real. It's not his job to make sure that, starving children are taken care of in theory by, but the theory that we're talking about is essentially social Darwinism. So if mm. we're working within a social Darwinistic framework, which in my opinion, you absolutely have to, if you're talking objectively about one of the Koch brothers or anybody that's a billionaire with, with that, that kind type of, of opulence, yeah, man. that type of opulence yeah. and so, and capital and influence globally. Yeah. Um, I think it it transcends uh, the, think it trans- social, the the socialized element. I yeah. think it transcends that, and I think it taps into something that is much more animalistic. I think it. I think historically, I think it's a very natural thing for human beings to revel, so to speak, in the fall of a tyrant, and not all tyrants are the same. You know, you, you mentioned we got Hitler and Pol Pot, Mussolini, yeah, Gaddafi, all,
1: th- all these people. Yeah.
0: It, well, and and Gaddafi, it, again, by some measures, you know, David Cope, Gaddafi, uh, like the net impact, mm-hmm. their footprint that they left positive or negative, And we're not talking, we're talking about, um, leaving, uh, either a positive or negative impact on the populace at large in your wake. Yeah. That's, that's really what we're dealing with. The fact that a motherfucker like that is no longer in the gene pool. If enough other human beings make the acknowledgement, implicit acknowledgement that that human being does not have my best interest at heart. He controls an inordinate amount of resources. Uh, What is it? A in order to make as much money as he had, the average income in the United States is, what, $59,000 a year, right? That, that sounds about right. Um, I, I think I know you, I you would have to like work something. for 17,000 years wow. without spending any money in order to accrue the amount of money that he had. Um, that figure might be off. It might be 1700 mm-hmm. something like that. Again, it, the... Either the, way, you won't be alive. Absolutely. So... This implicit acknowledgement across a significant portion of the population that's aware of what's going on, that this individual navigated the system um, with what he was given, which was, you know, he didn't start from the fucking bottom mm-hmm. and, and accrue that much in, in the way of resources. Those people become the enemy at a certain point. Yep. They're a detriment to, detriment to society at large. So, Explain
1: I Explain why you think they become the enemy.
0: Because they are resource hoarding to the detriment of the rest of the populace. And I think it's just illustrative of a pattern that's occurred over and over again with revolutions. Yeah. We, but in our domesticated ass society that we live in now, revolution is kind of hard to come by. So, when someone falls, it's not by the guillotine, it's by, you know, a heart attack or an aneurysm or something like that, but they still fall. We're not in a town square watching somebody, you know, be executed or something for their crimes against the population. But at the same time, I think it, and those people that watch that go on, it was something very natural about that. There's something very honest and natural. And, if we take the mysticism out of it, we're not gonna we're not gonna say, oh, well, that's the devil getting in people. Oh, yeah. it, bullshit. We're we're gonna just try and look at it as objectively and scientifically as possible. Why does that elicit that response in us? And I would assert that it has served a purpose historically. Again, as we've developed as a species, watching an individual fall that Again, their net impact on the rest of us is not a positive one and in many ways is a negative one, it elicits a positive response in us. And again, that, and that's, I'm not saying that's good or bad. Yeah. I'm not sitting here fucking defending. I mean, I don't give a shit that he died. I know that somebody else is just gonna fill with shoes. It's not like I'm. Yeah, and disillusioned. that's why when you
1: say like some like seeing someone fall, I think there's two, there's there's multiple definitions of fall. Like fall in one in the literal term, I guess is like of course dying or something like that. But his ideas and his concepts and stuff like that, that's gonna be for a very long time. Oh, yeah. Like he's and, just a he's just a, a cog in that machine, albeit right. a very large cog in this machine. But I think, so, <clears throat> excuse me, someone else is going to well, and and take you're over. right. There
0: are the two sides to it. There is the analytical element, like that we sit down and we really hash out what impact this individual has had yeah and you know pros cons whatever yeah. and and look at the ins and outs of it as yeah. objectively as possible then there is the very basal just motherfuckers gone yeah animalistic um bloodthirsty
1: damn that, near that's, fucking bloodthirsty that's, that's the thing there because when we when we we like seeing people fail that's just that's human That's humanity like I like seeing people win, but like there's other people that like to see when people like fall on their face or fuck up or something like that. And I think where a lot of a, a lot of people that are celebrating the death of this guy are getting it confused is that they think that or maybe maybe my assumption is that they think that by him dying that somehow the the system is now is going to change. It's not going. He just died. That's right. it.
0: And and I, and that's that's and I, that's and the part that I, th- I don't think people are understanding. Yeah, they're putting their themselves. false hope.
1: Like you can yeah. literally have all these. Like you can have Mitt, like people like Mitch McConnell who's ruined right. the state and who has ruined American politics. He can croak. That's not going to fix anything. Right. He's just going to be dead. Right. And like people can be like super excited about that kind of stuff. But like we where we mess up is that we just get excited about it's it's like if you have a roach infestation you kill a roach and you throw a Super Bowl parade for that. You you got them right. Okay, th- there we are.
0: That And, and my long-winded-ass point is we're looking at things very one-dimensionally. Yeah. This one-to-one, this cause-and-effect thing. And humans, we, we're barely out of the motherfucking jungle. We do very much, society at large, does very much look at things in terms of cause and effect. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of people thinking in these very rudimentary terms, even people that pay attention kind of to mm-hmm. what's going on, implying that, him dying is going to have a meaningful impact not on the anything. social good. Yeah. His social influence is just going to be diffused back through another entity yeah. that's going
1: to control it that we're not a part of. Yeah, and it's like when you have that type of opulence and you have that type of influence, you prepare for that. So what so what
0: so what's left over? What's left over from that one-to-one? Since we've negated the notion that there's a meaningful social impact Mm -hmm. in the wake of them dying, what's
1: left? For me, what seems like that's left is just that animalistic part. There you go. You just want to see people dead. There
0: you go. Okay, well, that has served us. And somehow. it makes it
1: better if you don't like them. Say, it's like the public executions that people right. we, we used to go and like crowd for and public hangings that Bruh, they would do here in America. Bro,
0: it's been a part of what we are as a fucking species yeah. since way back. Yeah. Like, think back to the caves. If some cat, say say it's a, a group of 100 individuals... And one cat out of that group and whatever. Let your, let your mind wander on what kind of heinous shit this individual has uh perped on the rest of the 99 individuals. Yeah. But he becomes such a liability that they crush his head with a motherfucking rock or mm-hmm. throw him at the bottom of a ravine or um or do some, you know, ceremonial shit. Yeah. That was oftentimes much more associated with it. Some ceremonial bullshit that was superstitious in nature but regardless that cause and effect that this entity made this happen we killed this motherfucker oftentimes in very gory fashion yeah in front of everybody and people
1: loved it yeah and we I, have it makes me think of like and, and i shouldn't have been looking at this man like when I was younger, there used to be this website called uh banged up.com. Yeah, I remember. It was either shit. banged up or there was one called there uh Rotten.com. Rotten.com. Oh, I thought you were talking about like bang bros or something like that. God damn it. God. Of course. I knew Burns was Borrow. <laughs> you know the you don't want to know something funny? Man um, Candy Waller. <laughs> one uh one girl that I dated went to went to college with uh the, the dude who invented bang bros. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. <laughs> they actually did that shit in college. And then now they're millionaires. Well, yep. fucking We're, anything's possible, guys. We're in America. Don't let Cl- Lou lie to y'all. I'm some just of trying y'all to inspire people. <laughs> they're like, well, I got a goddamn Look, Dodge you, Caravan here. It. All I got to do is find some yeah, bitches bro. on the street.
0: Keep, keep fighting. <laughs> do the best you can, but no. <laughs> it's like, no, just, it. yeah, there's, a, there's a glass ceiling. You can.
1: <laughs> We're fighting against it, but there is one. Uh, but, but, like,. um you know when i was younger and i saw that stuff like you would see people getting like shot in the face mm-hmm. or you would see what happens like a beheading or something like that and it unlocks this weird curiosity that like i feel that is in is within most humans that you've sat Even there and wondered, like, species, yeah, it's like, what non- would it be like if I did this? And so that also, when you talk about like non-human species, like one of my uh, one of my customers, right? They have this it's big a cat. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> they have this big farm, right? And they had uh, this is like a hundred and thirty pound husky. It had to have been a wolf hybrid because this thing was just stout, right? Or or it, had like a malamute maybe something. In it. But apparently, it got the taste for blood, and it it did not eat. It just killed fifty six of their farm animals and laid their bodies out on their like uh, on their front door. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, I think that that same type of thing rests inside of all of us as humans. yeah. When you get that taste for blood or that taste for wine, it's that you want to see some, you like, you want to see that happen or you at least wonder what would that be like if that happened to someone? And then it makes it even better when it's someone you don't like. There you go. And, And, and,
0: that also plays into empathy and, and our rise to where we're at as a species, we could say rise, you know, evolution isn't linear. Yeah, sure. It branches off and absolutely fucking matrix. But, um, our rise as a species has been based upon communication and being a, was it reciprocity of perspective? Mm -hmm. Overwhelmingly our ability to, and that that's, what's been proposed has gave us the edge over the Neanderthals where we either out competed them or absorbed them, which we kind of did both was that, uh, and I've probably said this silly shit on a previous podcast, but their larynx position and their throat was much higher. Mm -hmm. Um, the larynx position in most animals, throats, mammals, reptiles, birds, whatever is up higher, much closer to the mouth entrance ours is much lower the advantage of having a higher larynx mm-hmm. is p- to prevent choking you can breathe and, and swallow like if if you're out on the, the fucking planes you know and there's some scavengers and predators and shit around it's advantageous to be able to scarf down as much as you can as quickly yeah, really as fucking quick. possible right okay well that higher larynx position has a liability. It also inhibits the same degree of linguistic capability. The fact that our larynx is further down in our throat allows us greater articulation of our so tongue. So we can speak
1: multiple languages. Abso-
0: absolutely, yeah. and, and just a br- much broader range of sounds yeah. and, and fine-tuned around mm-hmm. that kind of shit. So that was another tool, empathy, ro- role-taking, reciprocity of perspective with death you look at it in terms of like you were saying fuck it, it's a reality check of like damn i've got like i'm just a bag of meat and bones mm-hmm. and shit and that could happen to my ass it can absolutely happen non-human animals fucking elephants crows um primates dude they all are incredibly and I say curious and I feel like I'm selling these species short by saying curious, incredibly curious about their dead. Mm-hmm. There's even a concept called a crow funeral where mm-hmm. when a crow dies, a, a huge a murder of those uh, yeah. motherfuckers will come we'll around come over there and and, yeah. and, and and wild out and make yeah. noises and carry on. And I think they analyze like the, the logistics of what led that entity to be to that point but there's excitement there's stimulation mm-hmm. associated with it whether it be morning mm-hmm. or whatever the bottom line is is that it has been biologically advantageous or it wouldn't exist in the fucking gene pool yeah. so now here we are a species barely out of the motherfucking jungle that still has all these predilections that would served us well in the jungle mm-hmm. that are ill-fitted for what we would like to believe with our kind of intermediate minds, yeah. is a forward-thinking society. Yeah. So things like uh reveling in the death of another individual, it doesn't make you a bad person. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. And it also chastising people for exhibiting that kind of shit is stifling as well. I think the notion when we put qualifiers on human behavior at the baseline and say humans are inherently good or humans are inherently evil, we're already being incredibly subjective about yeah. in shit. <clears throat> when if you assume that humans are inherently bad, there's really no there's no, no redeeming anything. Yeah. Like sure. fuck it, it's nihilism. Mm-hmm. To me at least that somebody might be able to correct me but that that's how i understand it in my mind to assume humans are inherently good gives the individual a pass what we just called indulgences where i do all i do all of this 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 and this and this so i'm gonna do this sneaky shit i'm entitled to this sneaky shit
1: you know that concept of indulgences and like the early like Roman Catholic Church, yes. stuff like that. So explain that part, just so people, because I know that's well, what you were referring to, but well, make uh, that connection here so people understand the uh,
0: Catholic Church. I I can't recall what era you're. You're more savvy with history was, than I you know, am, so but right. essentially, people with um, means, individuals who had greater wealth, could donate to the church. This is my rough understanding. Donate to the church in in order to alleviate themselves of liability regarding sins certain sins and it was referred to as indulgences you're essentially purchasing yeah
1: your way out but it was a it was like I'll I'll just go ahead and read the thing so it's a way to reduce the amount of punishment one has to undergo for your sins um it may reduce a temporal punishment for sin after death as opposed to the eternal punishment merited by mortal sin uh in the state of pro- in, in the state or process of purification called purgatory right so they they used a lot of those indulgences um and I thought that those turned into like m- like monetary type of things you know it, it was one they of those did. like it was yeah you like like we were saying it was way too buy your way. Into That's what it salvation. turned into, is yeah. what my
0: understanding mm-hmm. was. Um, but we do this, in my opinion, with our own social psychology. We, again, we assign these qualifiers. Well, me, I I can't possibly be a horrible person. Mm-hmm. I'm not out here killing or raping yeah. or beating people up or doing I'm not out here doing all this shit. So, I must be inherently good. Mm. So, that's already been acknowledged. And goddamn, if that don't gloss over a whole bunch of potential things that you could analyze about your psychology and physiology as a human being. But when we put these qualifiers of humans are inherently good, you're giving people a pass, first of all, and against skirting accountability is basically what it comes down to if we remove those qualifiers Mm -hmm. and say humans are Mm -hmm. just humans are and then think think about the totality every molecule your every stitch of dna in your fucking body every experience that's led you up to a certain point um we even talked about the concept of standing on the shoulders of giants Mm -hmm. and how that really serves to veil a lot of this shit as well we take it for granted the fact that if you was to take a hundred of us and dump us off if somehow we could be brought from infancy to adulthood in the wilderness an entire generation of individuals and left to start from fucking scratch first of all that ain't even gonna happen because yeah. our entire species centers around socio-cultural elements. But if by chance they were able to make it, however many made it, you're not going to end up with a language like French in one generation. You're not. You barely go. You gonna end up with a language. We're yeah. going to figure out a way to communicate. It'll be grunting and yeah, pointing gestures, mm-hmm. simple symbols, things like that. But we, us standing on the shoulders of giants, makes us take for granted
1: where we're at yeah you know and if if i can put a label or whatever on on what humans are what i believe humans are inherently i think we're inherently self-preserving like when you reduce this to like yeah exactly just like any other species like leaners yeah they will do only what serves them best you if you bring a bowl of food to a puppy they'll eat till they throw up you know what I'm saying? They'll just sit there and eat and eat and eat. Like, that's us on that same level. We'll only do what serves us best. We're taught to share. Well, and <laughs> and, 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 and like fatalistic altruism. Yeah. Like, if you
0: were <clears throat> altruistic for the rest of the group, you'd be a great motherfucker. Altruistic for the rest of the group. Say you died young yeah. to save the rest of the group. You don't pass those fucking genes along. You don't along. pass those on. So, who is passing genes along? Our self. Yeah, preserving so, yes. ass motherfuckers yeah. are passing genes along in much greater numbers than everybody else. Mm-hmm. So what's the first step in transcending what is ingrained as really impulses in our DNA? It's fucking acknowledging them. Yeah. yeah. And not saying humans are inherently good yeah. or humans are inherently bad. Acknowledging that we've got this fucking bag of, of outdated so to speak tools that we don't need in a modern setting. And in many ways they're stifling and you, and, and I'm not shitting on therapy again. I've, I encourage people to seek mental health um, assistance if they need it, but sitting in a room analyzing the ins and outs of what in many cases amounts to our dis ease mm-hmm. at a biologically ingrained inclination. And when you can't act upon those biologically ingrained inclinations, you're going to have a little bit of internal fucking conflict. And
1: you're going to wind up with responses like people cheering for the death of there a you dude, go. when otherwise there you would just be like, go. if you didn't have those. And I view them as pressures, honestly. If you didn't have those pressures to to like push all that stuff down, we would just be like, all right, go. yeah, one dude died, yeah, but now there- we're just like. Hell yeah! He this dude fucking died. Yeah, you yeah. Know what but I mean? and, and
0: then and then the other side of it mm-hmm. is this this above the fray, puritanical notion of like we should never celebrate. Yeah, the Bernie Sanders the death. just
1: did that. Told a bunch of people like we shouldn't be cheering on his death.
0: And and I I get it. I we're, we're, from where he stands, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But from where I stand, I'm like, yeah. whatever. Fuck it. Um, making this again assigning this be above it type thing i think is equally if not more so detrimental because it also glosses over it completely it it lacks the even basal acknowledgement a lot of times Mm -hmm. it's if it's there let's ignore it yeah that's bad Let's ignore it. Yeah. Let's push that down. That's not who I am. Instead of exploring it and finding an outlet for it that's not destructive or toxic. See, that's the thing. Because you can't get a German short-haired fucking pointer Mm -hmm. and expect that dog to not point, Mm -hmm. or whatever breed of dog that you explicitly get to serve that purpose. You don't get that dog and then expect it not to do what it has been bred for generation after generation to do. And we're not talking eugenics here. That's just a very specific example. But again, we didn't get here by not being self-serving. We mm-hmm. didn't
1: get here by not
0: learning from brutality. Yeah.
1: that That's the big thing is learn, learning from brutality. Like, people will it, – it, it makes me laugh sometimes when I see a lot of the, the history things. And I think I might have posted a meme about this, how, like, they said that the, the – Oh, about
0: video games? No, that
1: the Indians here, like the Native Americans, like – They taught us how to make corn, you know what I'm saying? Or how to harvest corn. No, bitch, there was brutality in there. There was, I mean, there was some animalistic shit that, that happened. It was fucked up, brutal. A lot of people, millions got killed. Oh, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like,
0: dude, I was just doing research on, uh, chief Joseph. Yeah. uh, Over the weekend Mm -hmm. and talking about the, just the deliberate attempts at eradicating an entire race of human beings. Uh, that's why the bison. Mm-hmm. Bison used to be mad plentiful from coast to coast. They didn't get hunted
1: in a conventional. They were systematically killed. Yeah, like
0: people would, you. people like would ride uh, trains yeah. through like open plains areas and then happen upon these massive herds. Everybody, mm-hmm. women, children. Everybody gets their guns out and just starts blasting on bison mm-hmm. and just leaving them there to rot in the fucking sun. So mm-hmm. that was a part of the equation as well. But again, that that's a huge that's tangential to your point that brutality has is a part of the equation and it's going to be a part of the equation. And if we don't make that acknowledgement, you are a motherfucking rube. Yeah, you are going to be a sitting duck regarding this. At the very it at best you can hope to skate by without encountering it yeah yeah but the brutality that is built into our fucking dna Mm -hmm. if it's not acknowledged and it's not explored in a healthy way Mm. and again i'm not like let's get out in the yard with some hatchets. no no but again being willing to to explore the darkest and not even dark just the most open potentialities about it who you might be Hmm. as a human being biologically like your own predilections, just just letting go of that that clenching on to societal norms you Mm -hmm. let go of that and just explore how you really feel about all these fucking things and then you find or i find maybe i just suck i find that i really don't give a fuck about a lot of stuff that that we're supposed to give a fuck about
1: you know it makes me think of you know when we're talking about this like animalistic type of trait that i believe lies in, in in us you know there's one one part of us can explore it and try to understand it but i think that there's another part of us that ha- that tries to exploit it and like one example is when you look at like just even the 2016 election or the stuff going on right now like when you see the like trump rallies right and you see some of the people like chanting like send her back or lock her up you know what i'm saying they don't know what the fuck they're really no, talking no. about. No, They don't know. And I bet if you were to like separate those people away, they would really deep down be like, Was I? did I really need to be that? It's, you know, like they just tapped into this, this weird animalistic thing. And I think it happens on all sides. It's just that that's what I've seen well, it's like like, it's lately. It's like people getting the Holy Spirit,
0: speaking in tongues, all but, of that but, kind but of stuff. But
1: you have someone that is going in there and exploiting that. Oh yeah, and they're and they're feeding off of that, and you can get people to do anything. So this is why you know when they're ta- they're tapping into they're that, tapping that, into what, it. The, what is it the what is it
0: called anima? Is that what it is? I don't know what it is. Yeah, I think it's referred to as the anima, the whatever our spirit, uh-huh. what, our our emotional functional self. Well,
1: whatever it is, he was able to tap into
0: that well, shit. And, you know what I'm saying? And that's the thing is that we assign. You know, chasing profundity. We we talked about the dangers of chasing profundity. We experience the this release of these neurotransmitters, and then we assign profound values associated with that feeling Mm -hmm. in that context. Again, cause and effect, one to one. Humans, we're lazy, man. Yeah. If it doesn't, if it's not necessary, then we don't motherfucking do it. So if it's like, oh well. This happened while I was doing this, so these two things must be motherfucking related. Mm-hmm. When in reality, if you strip it down, and you look at really what what nerve is that individual plucking that's eliciting that,
2: mm-hmm.
0: it gets a, it's a lot more
1: animalistic. Yeah, infinitely so. Yeah,
0: we really are
1: just a bunch of fucking apes out here, man. We we are. We and, re-
0: it's and everybody, you know, an enormous. Fucking menagerie of different psychologies and certain coinciding biological psychologies working together and understanding one another mm-hmm. as groups. And then meanwhile, from an ethical standpoint, as human beings, you can't you can't make assertions like that. You yeah. can't make assertions that biologically entire populations of individuals might think similarly. Yeah. Why not? Mm-hmm. I think, and and in my opinion, I think that that's that's another element of the social control because once you start figuring out that, wait a minute, maybe I think this way or feel this way because of something that's built into my DNA. When you are able to make that acknowledgement, you take the power back from that impulsive notion. Mm. You are able to start from somewhere if you can acknowledge that you might have that predilection. And it's the difference between job and duty. When I show up, I have to go to work to get a paycheck, bro. Yeah. That's my job. Mm-hmm. But the duty is is what I is what I have to do to ensure that that the people that rely on me are taken care of. Yeah. That's the duty of yeah.
1: it. The job And also to ensure that you want to come back the next day.
0: That's true. But and and well that's that's the icing on the cake, mm. but the job is the cause and effect, right? Mm. I go here and I do this so that I have my means to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. It ain't about that. Yeah. You got to go one step further to duty. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really hard for me as an immature individual to keep saying duty like this. <laughs>
1: I know. I was looking for you to like look over at me. Oh, I, I could like, do it.
0: I I had to go ahead and get it way. I didn't want to look
1: at Brandon when he, you were talking I'm, about larynxes and stuff like that and swallowing. I was uh, like, Brandon, you motherfucker. Yeah, I can't <laughs> fuck with him, man. Yeah
0: but there's that's where it's at is okay the one to one the cause and effect the i feel this way because of this take it a step further be and then look at it in terms of your duty to society at large or your duty to your immediate peer group or whatever that's where the human element that's that's where we we really come into our own as being what we would like to think that we fucking are, Mm. is taking all of these, again, archaic, outdated tools, shit. They might end up serving us well. Things keep burning to the goddamn ground and it turned into Thunderdome up in here. (laughs) But as it stands right now, we are half ass domesticated. You oh, know, it's yeah, like very, it's like so a you know a lion cub that's mm-hmm. raised bottle fed from birth, and you say it's still a wild animal. It's the same with motherfucking human beings, yeah. And to varying degrees, some of us carry more primitive genetics, and primitive isn't pejorative. I mean, in many ways, it's fucking dope, yeah. But that that shit that would have served you well on a battlefield in the fifth century doesn't serve you the same way at your nine to five. Yeah.
1: At, you know, Safeway. But I still think that those, some of those traits are still here. And I know that we're, we're talking about that, but I want to further reiterate that, like, we need to stop acting like that shit doesn't exist. Right. Like I said, when when I was a kid and I saw that website of just fucked up stuff, it did, um, like, make me wonder, you know? And I see stuff that happens. It's like, what what would it happen if someone got, like, you when you see... Dude, it was, okay, so they had, there was an Israeli pilot that got shot down over, not Iran, it was, um, I think it might have been uh, Syria. They were shot down over Syria. This is like at the height of um, ISIS, and so whenever the, the pilot was shot down, they brought the pilot in front of a camera that's, you know, typical, you know, Islamic terrorist fashion, you know. They bring you or Islamic like extremist fashion. They put you in front of a camera. And they make an example of you. That was the first time I've seen someone get set on fire. Like, and that was and when I when I saw that, I was like, I've wondered what that looked like before, you know? Yeah. But like yeah. when when I made that acknowledgement,
0: that don't mean you a fucked up person. Exactly. It makes you an honest. When person. I made
1: that acknowledgement, I was like. Okay, I'm not messed up for like no I didn't enjoy it I was just like, this is what right. it looks like okay. that's what happens and then I, and then I will say I can I can
0: I can give I can take or leave hunting yeah I don't have to hunt um I enjoy it though mm-hmm. and it's through an inexplicable fucking means, man like I eat meat and the duty element of it. Not the cause and effect. Mm. The duty element of it is, Chris, if you are willing to partake in the fruits of what amounts to brutality, you should be willing to undertake the act yourself. Yeah. You know, you to me, that's the duty element of it. There, it might just be faux nobility. I don't know what the fuck you want to call it. But I enjoy hunting. I enjoy eating it the entire thing is incredibly satisfying, mm-hmm. but not in a bloodthirsty sense and not in a, you don't enjoy stripping another entity of their existence. Not an innocent. Yeah. Not an innocent, like a deer or some shit that's minding its own business. Um, you know, if you got like a feral hog that's out killing house pets, you might be like, you fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Uh but the entire process of it is, I don't want to say cathartic, but it's very primal and it's built into some of our DNA. It has yeah. to fucking be because I wasn't, you know, I was raised without a dad. It ain't like he took me motherfucking hunting. I was just like, this is in me to go and do this. And it just served our ancestors motherfucking well. Mm. It doesn't. And and people want to say people that eat burgers and shit. Motherfuckers that will eat, a chicken and strip exi- out of somebody's dirty butt yeah. will s- act like you're a savage because you yeah. will go and occasionally harvest animals from a natural setting
1: yeah I, i've always wondered why there's people that are like that man and i guess it is it's because one, to one bro it's yeah. one
0: to one it's 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 the job thing it's it's cause and effect instead of Taking that cause and effect a step further to duty. Yeah. Where does your duty in this whole big old motherfucking thing reside? Yeah. If you want to be ethical
1: about yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, it's like we say, and obviously it's a tagline of our podcast. Everyone loves sausage, but no one wants to see right. it get made. Exactly. I can yeah. buy twenty nuggets for two dollars, but I don't have to get my hands
2: bloody. Yeah. You don't have to go are you and kill anything.
0: Them nuggets for that price, bro. What? I think Do- they those are premium yeah. nugget <laughs> prices. <laughs> they have
1: that shit everywhere.
0: You know, crystals is five ninety nine all you can
1: eat fries and crystals god damn that sounds oh, that's bad actually and if i was like if, if drunk we had college caloo. well if we didn't have nothing there.
0: to do the next day like i could just shit all over myself <laughs> <laughs> and watch riggy lake oh my god hey uh if long john silvers cool. has
1: a thing every sunday Bruh. 7.99 all you Bruh, can eat. i can barely
0: fuck with fried food
1: anymore dude you <laughs> know what you know one thing that i had though and, and I, I talked about it and like my instagram uh but I had one of their salmon tacos. It's a grilled salmon taco at Long John Silver. A taco. Dude. I know. I'm I'm your salmon taco. <laughs> but uh, it was Locks. it was really good. It was really good for like two like two three dollars, man. I was like, let me get three of those hoes, man. It was so tasty, dude. <laughs> Kalu
0: rolls up to the fucking speaker. Let me get three of them
1: hoes. Let me get three of them hoes. I, no, it's a. Let me get a. Uh, oh, motherfucker oh, 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 what is it? Oh, what oh, it? Oh,
0: let me get that. Hold <laughs> up, <hold> up. <laughs>
1: Does this come with hush puppies? <laughs> Wait, is this McDonald's?
0: I, w- I will fuck a hush puppy. Oh,
1: they're so good. Yeah. They're so good.
2: Um, so, Sock, going back to you talking about the shock website and everything that. You what did you to, almost
0: just say? No, Stop. No,
2: no, just going back to that. It's it's because we can't look away from a train wreck. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. We we really I mean, can't. How many we, people do you see driving and there's a wreck? Like on the road, motherfuckers are like craning the
1: entire thing. time. Like we love seeing because, destruction. Yeah. we love seeing death and all that kind of stuff. It's stimulating. It's stimulating. Yeah, and it's because it's helped us survive.
0: Yeah, when we see atrocity, we're like, "Whoa, I'm glad that wasn't me." Exactly. Yeah, and, and maybe you avoid that shit. You're more likely to pass your genes along.
1: You know? Do you wonder then if ooh? No. And again, I was th- going to say, do you wonder if that's why it se- showed on the news so
0: much? But, yeah, it is. It's absolutely wild. But again, in modernity, what lesson do you learn when a train wreck happens? Like 150 people die.
1: Pay attention and, on a train or don't ride a train.
0: <laughs> and and realistically, from a statistical standpoint, riding on a train is much, much safer than yeah. riding in a car. So we don't learn fucking shit from yeah. it, really. Yeah. All we do is have this visceral fucking reaction to some yeah. shit and then... And then we feel guilty, like yeah. you, we have guilt and shame, and we think something's fucking wrong with us because we have these dark thoughts, yeah. and in reality, dark thoughts have been part of our toolkit since we fucking
1: have been human beings all right, so do you think well it's it do you think that the news showing I, now, I know that there's multiple factors of why the news shows things. Pacifications. But it is, I feel like that. Like, but, it could
0: be worse, bitch. You sitting in your living room watching this. Well, there's... why well, they
1: ain't got no head. Do you see why they... Do you wonder why they show so many, like, mass shootings and they show a lot of murders? Do you think that it's a form of eventual control, almost? Oh, I... I like... I feel like you see enough car wreck. You see a car wreck, and you're like, oh, now I don't want to get into a car wreck. And they show yeah. this stuff, and you're like, well, I don't want to go in. What's well, divide and conquer? Mm-hmm. I think
0: that that's one of the biggest things is to keep us as self-centered uh, and cut off as possible.
1: And I think I'll, I will say this. I'm sorry to cut you off, but no, one of the probably. things that it said, what that it just made me think of, is it will. I feel like it instills this fear of guns right when you see all mm-hmm. these mass things but it also instills community. this, this uh, community but this hero complex hey, where you yeah. have a bunch of dudes that are just like if i, if I was over there they wouldn't do that shit over deputy there you know what i'm saying deputy motherfucking- dipshits you know what i'm saying you would yeah. have people when they see that it makes it it makes them want to buy more guns so they and so they feel like they can go and do more delusions, protecting.
0: Delusions. Delusions of fucking grandeur and historically, again, taking it back to the animalistic thing, if you see large groups of animals where especially there's a dominant male, it's not a matriarchal society, mm-hmm. there, any take any number of species where there's a dominant male and then there are peripheral males. If you look at animal behavior, those peripheral males exhibits some bizarre fucking tendencies by comparison to the conventional behaviors exhibited by the dominant male in mm-hmm. a group. So you've got all these motherfuckers in cell, neck beard, sh- t-shirt tucked into their fucking cargo pants and a Shout nin- out to cargo pants and a nineteen eleven <laughs> strapped to a hip in Costco. Yeah thinking they about to save, the, the, world, save the world but they're hyper fucking diligent it's it's this cut off delusion and and yes a lot of the stuff that i'm fucking saying is not going to be digestible to any number of motherfucking yeah. people and to be quite honest with you i rightly don't give a fuck mm-hmm this is real. This We're having is, a
1: conversation for us. Yeah, this is this is <laughs> my yeah. attempt. Yeah,
0: at, at being as objective as fucking possible about what I am. Yeah. and what we are mm-hmm. is it doesn't serve me any fucking purpose to be spouting off here. Somebody might be like, "Oh well, Chris just likes to hear himself talk." Oh hell yeah, but motherfucking do
1: <laughs> I do? Sometimes.
0: Everybody should. Yeah, you know I want people to have a voice. Yeah, but again, the thing is with with all of this uh, media
2: 24 mm-hmm. seven yes n- news cycle yes yeah and, and when fed I fed directly to you now yes,
0: yeah. <laughs> it it's, it's absolutely just mainline yeah NDOS and we're, we're we usually keep bringing up social media and we want to demonize social media but it's media at large yeah paints a narrative for us um You know, a lot of it is echo chamber based shit. You watch what outlets you want. You have what friends you have on social media. They share things that reinforce your view and it just gets more and more fucking just cut off and insular. That's definitely part of the equation is the social control of keeping people like sitting in a goddamn living room. Just sick enough that they don't feel like getting out and bettering themselves, but healthy enough to go to work. Yeah. And then grateful that even though they got a shitty job, they got a roof over their head and electricity and running water and there's all this horrible shit happening on the news. If you were like another species looking at us third person, you would quite obviously be like, that shit, that box that they sit around at night, that's like a fucking pacifier. Mm-hmm yeah it's a goddamn binky it's let me sit in here and just absolutely absorb and and i say box like that's television that's i'm speaking more in terms of like how we grew up and the terminology that's used but it's you know any media device that you would utilize you're just grateful Mm -hmm. and you know what problem problems are fucking relative dude and if you're not There's something to be said. Like People are like, I don't know why somebody would want to go out in the wilderness for six days and rough it. Mm -hmm. Perspective, bro. Yeah, perspective. I don't know why somebody would want to go into a gym on a mat and get their ass beat for an hour. Perspective, Mm -hmm. bro. You you need to be doing these threshold-based tests because, man, they'll knock the cobwebs out of your ass. It, it's really easy to fall into a, um, I guess, throwing the blinders on. Yeah. Tunnel vision. That's what I'm looking for. It's really easy to fall into the monotony of tunnel vision and just going with the flow and what's easy. What's right is having these periodic events where you put some stress on your body and explore the animalistic elements of who the fuck you are. Mm. Go build a fire with your fucking hands. Go fight a motherfucker that you friends with. Yeah. It's great. It's good for you. <laughs> Spar with a friend. Yeah. A get, go get, <laughs> no, no, just punch him in the face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah go get choked by your, one of your friends and kissed on the forehead. Yeah. Shout out to Tyler Young. <laughs> uh, but it's what happened. Yeah, it is what happened piece of shit. I'm going to get big and I'm going to fight you again.
2: <laughs> but uh but in today's time, so all of that media and stuff that we
1: absorb yeah. is normal. Yeah. To your point. It it, it it it's normal and I think that the being right, tapped
0: I'll, in, being fucking tapped in, baby.
1: Do you think that the brutality that a lot of societies and stuff like that were exposed to in the 1400s or earlier, do you think that was their normal? Yeah. Fuck yeah, it was. Do you think that that gave them a different... Sorry. Do you think that they gave them a, a different or better perspective on life than what we have now?
0: No, it was just within the context of their existence, more appropriate for their context. Yeah. Because, again, with the problems that we have, like, we're not dealing with, like dysentery. And shit. Yeah, yeah,
1: or dying before 35. or, or something Yeah, like, that. like th- in childbirth and things yeah. like
0: that. Problems become relative and if, again, if we're not actively acknowledging, like, if you have a fucking meltdown because your phone ain't fucking working, mm-hmm. I understand we all got a lot of balls up in there and that's part of the equation. Yeah. It's keeping us on on that that fucking just one foot mm-hmm. teetering at all times. If you have a meltdown about something that... Is like eighteen steps removed yeah. from the hierarchy of meeting your basic fucking needs. Mm-hmm. You need to kind of stop and reassess. Maybe you need to go jump out of a motherfucking airplane with a parachute. Yeah, but maybe <laughs> you ne- with a parachute. <laughs> yeah, maybe you need to go and do some some human shit. Mm-hmm. You need to skate on the edge of oblivion occasionally because to be quite honest with you that's what we're designed for. A lot of us, not all of us, some of us are perfectly content within a, a domesticated a domesticated setting. But again, some of us have DNA that is in our bodies that's more fitting for barbaric fucking warfare on an ancient battlefield yep. than it is for typing up case notes.
1: Yeah. You know, I was just reading and I don't know why we we didn't bring this up a lot earlier. But, like, I just Googled, like, the impact of the Gladiator games on Ancient Rome. You know, that was some... Some people now would say that's just fucking terrible. How Because, I mean, it was people against people, people against an animal. Like, oh, yeah, they yeah, liked that they man versus giraffes. man, and man versus nature. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They liked a lot of that kind of... Uh, and everything, they, they created stories out of that brutality. You know what I mean, and they and, let and, them and tell like the story. and
0: act like you don't want to see a motherfucker fight exactly a bear with a machete. Yeah, and I the
1: bear has the machete. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, I was just reading, literally what it talked about the just the social. I mean, I wish I could read this entire thing, but it was it was really just oh look at this. So it says originally these arena battles were used to commemorate death called uh, Munera. Yet, gradually, they began to be utilized for political gain and favor amidst the greater population. And it says, why? It says, well, they helped in keeping the peace. So
0: it's exactly like the media used to. You would report atrocities because it was to inform the public Mm -hmm. and show honor that something had happened. And now it is morphed into a vector of fucking social control. Yeah.
1: And, and, And again, it started off like that, too you know like they said it started off to to commemorate death while you would have these things and it was an honor to be a gladiator in this thing and die for a story you know what i'm saying but it was used as a way to control the masses and stuff like that one of the things here it says um they even had naval battles it says uh uh these naval battles called uh I don't know the word, uh, were held to recreate famous battles fought. If this doesn't maintain peace, they, they said that nothing else could have. And it said arena sports helped maintain the civility of Roman citizens in their day-to-day lives. Um, and that's because life's fucking sucked. That's yeah. because life was terrible. Yeah. And and again to them, it wasn't so bad. Yeah.
0: Um, and you know, honestly, like we look at at the position we're in
1: well i i, I think that it was bad for cuz they were poor they didn't have food but like they want you that was a thing is to go to the like the poor the rich the everything they went to the gladiator games because they wanted to see death they wanted to have this hero and see that person go down honorably or they wanted to right. see them win or something and and that's the thing i mean like context contextually they are
0: much more roughing it sure sure but if you were to take the scale like, you know how we talk about the idea of centrism. where What constitutes a centrist depends on the social climate. Mm-hmm. Well, in our social climate, the equivalent, like our woes, is that we're covered up, m- most of us covered up in student loan debt, mm. oppressive things like that. They, legit motherfuckers feel sorry for themselves. Yeah. And in our society, constitute real fucking problems. Mm. But at the end of the day, you can look at fucking... The media social media whatever and see some heartbreaking fucking story and even and i won't get on some kind of diet anti-capitalism diatribe but like these ideas of uh i saw the story that a teacher had run out of uh sick days for his uh, cancer treatments so his fellow teachers like chipped in and gave him you know some yeah. of their pto days mm-hmm. and it was lauded as like this feel-good like human beings rallying around each other kind of fucking story. But in reality, it is a symptom of a system that is subjugating us, Mm -hmm. just has us all teetering on the edge of fucking oblivion and not in a cool way. Yeah. Not in the, not in the productive self-serving kind of way. So we're all just sitting ducks at Mm -hmm. this point, or most of us are sitting ducks. So in my opinion, I think that there's a lot to be said For getting out of your fucking comfort zone and going and doing some hood rat shit because we can't all just take our chips and go home because they're closing in on us, man. Uh, Wealth disparity. And that's what started this entire conversation. We talked about an individual who is notorious for wealth hoarding. Um, and that's what I'm going to call it. Somebody else would rhetorically rephrase it as, like, Handling was a savvy businessman, yeah. knew how to handle money, part of the financial elite. Mm-hmm. At a certain point, accruing resources that you will never and your progeny will never utilize, ever, um, it becomes a malady, a psychological malady. But in this society that we've created, that shit gets lauded. By some. Yeah. As oh, that's that's the pinnacle. That represents success. Mm -hmm. Not having quality of life spread across through everybody. Because again, when you reach a certain level of opulence, you there's nothing you can't buy happiness. You can't buy it. Yeah. So if if we're ensuring a certain a little bit more level playing field, you can rent it. Yeah. You can't buy it. You can't. And and I'm not I'm not one of them that's going to propose this like just absolutely strip everybody of their their financial potential in a free market. No. But let's spread the cheese around a little bit better than we have historically because it's getting worse and worse. The gap between the middle class and the top 5%, 10%, whatever you want to call it is getting greater and greater. The middle yeah. class is shrinking. Um, the poor are growing. Mm. Homeless are growing. And we're spoon-fed all these numbers that most people are too fucking arrogant to admit they don't understand the logistics of. Yeah. The, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, ask the average motherfucker what the implications of that are. Yeah. Because, to be quite honest with you, just because a is winning on Wall Street It doesn't mean
1: you're win- it don't like, mean I, you winning. I have so many people saying like, well, the economy's stronger than it's ever been. I'm just like, God, the, shut up. The, and,
0: and I've said this before. I know I fucking have, but using the unemployment rate. It's stupid. Dude. It's so stupid because you know what? That just means that more people have to fucking work to mm-hmm. pay the goddamn bills. Yep. People are holding two and three jobs. Mm-hmm. So statistically, that's a no go, man. Yeah. That it, it's not meaningful at all. But if you look at it in terms of this this you are defined by your job. Mm-hmm. You work and you're proud of your work and you live to work type of society mm-hmm.
1: that we motherfucking live in. It's par for the course,
0: dude. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. This was a good conversation. I like this, man. I, I like having to uh talk about stuff like this. And I don't think that we talk enough about like the dark side of our humanity enough. Right. Um, it's something that we do need to Put through the grinder more often. I wanted to hear you talk about gladiators more, huh? Oh, dude, I got a podcast you should listen to. It's called Hardcore History, and uh, I listen to that Brandon, quite a bit. Don't you dare, you bitch! Huh? No, Brandon's it, like I already listened to one of those. No, but like you, I can go for days on like the gladi- like the gladiatorial games. We man. didn't it even was...
2: get to like. I was gonna try to segue somewhere into like bullfighting, but
1: well, you know what? The bullfighting, the when they kill the bull, they give that to the poor. So at least yes. there's some fucking like, but yes, people do like that. But yeah, I mean, they're still yes. gathering around just to watch. I like yeah, when just the to bull watch. fucks the matadors. Oh, ass I absolutely up. love when it, that's when my the matador favorite. Gets just
2: the stuff they do, they do to the bull before. Yeah, just, they, like, they, they they like
1: tie hump, up their
0: nuts and shit like well, that. Well, and they'll hit them with those like those like pronged like spear type yeah. deals all all along their back, mm-hmm. and it yeah. ends up weakening the nerves in their fucking yeah. spine, and yeah, they just give out. Eventually, they bleed out, and then they get ended with
1: the saber yeah. or whatever but because in real life a saber is not going to kill a big fucking bull bro not it not unless not. you wear that motherfucker not unless down. you wear him down yeah, yeah it's not fair it's, yeah it,
0: again and that's why i like seeing a bull just fuck a matador yeah. ass up <laughs> absolutely uh do we have any shameless shout outs up uh, shameless shout out to uh like i said uh tyler young grade eight performance he's doing my programming um my strength programming Again, I'm back at shout-outs to BG Powerhouse. Mm -hmm. Um, Also want to give a shameless shout-out to uh, Jason Herring. Mm -hmm. He's been kind enough to take me on and help me with my striking, doing some uh, uh, kickboxing down at uh, Bowling Green, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and uh, Kentucky Grapplers. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, went down there. Tyler was there. Chris Jones, who has, you know, been on the show. and An active contributor and, and follower for a while came down there, I got my ass beat on real good for a little bit, and let me tell you again, it's not...
1: Perspective, man.
0: Yeah, it's perspective and it's not, it doesn't make you a brutal worthless fucking monstrosity of a human being that you enjoy animalistic shit, but again, that acknowledgement that we have it in us, and to explore it responsibly, I think is fundamental, but Yeah. yeah, shout outs to... Some of the best places to explore that shit. Yeah. BG Powerhouse and uh, Kentucky Grapplers slash Bowling Green Brazilian Jiu Jitsu.
1: Cool. I want to give a shout out to uh, Hefty Lefty Clubworks. Um, I will be releasing an episode that I had with uh, JP last night. It's just a continuation of our uh, FYFT series or Find Your Fucking Thing. And uh, there's a cricket in here, but uh, it was about, uh, you know, we really just (laughs) talked about like (laughs) we talked about uh, what what it means to find your purpose and find that thing that you really want to pursue and that you want to sort of like devote your life towards. So it was a really good episode with him and I on there. Um, I want to give a shout out to Bartley Weaver um i want to give a shout to my friend um johnny russell he competed and i think it was his first bodybuilding competition and he took first in one thing second or third and i don't remember i just saw the first you know and it was like he i've never i haven't seen a dude like dial it like this obviously i've seen bartley and i've seen all my other friends do that but like this was his very first time you know and for him to come up there and win that's that's like really it's really awesome. It was truly inspiring to see that. I want to give a shout out to my buddy Nick Atkins. Um, he is the owner of uh, uh, Anytime Fitness, and so I, I swapped gyms. I, I didn't like because I worked out at a BAC on Saturday, so I still go and work out with my BAC squad sometimes. But I went over there. It's it's been good to have a change of pace, and uh, he is just a good person to talk to. Uh, just a uh, it's I, I'm trying now in my life to like really not miss out on on good people because i don't want to make another episode like i did like the charcuterie one where i'm talking about someone i wish that i had met and someone that i wished i became friends with and i'm very glad that i became friends with a dude like nick atkins he's just he's just a good soul dude you know what i'm yeah. saying and it's rare to see people like that so shout out to him um, oh
0: and and i'd like to give a yeah. shout out i i met uh uh trooper carbasi Oh, Ashcon. Yeah, Ashcon. Yeah, Ash yeah I, I met him down at uh the gym as well. Cool dude. Again, that's awesome. you know, we got we've got Bartley Weaver who's a trooper. We got Ashcon Carbasi who's a trooper. And and Ashcon was cool as a fan, man. Yeah, so shout up. out to him. Uh they out there doing and again, I'm not one of them that's like, they've got a difficult job to do, but damn it, being a Kentucky yeah. State trooper is hairy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you're dealing you,
1: with some crazy shit. Yeah,
0: so you got to be a cool-headed motherfucker. Yeah,
1: yeah. Brandon, do you have any shameless shouts or anything like that?
0: Uh, I don't think I have any right now. I was okay. Gonna give a shout
2: out to my my boy Thor. He did pretty good in Sakaar, uh during the whole Gladiator thing fighting. Hulk, I don't like him. I don't like him. I don't either.
1: I don't know. I why. really
2: don't like him.
0: I don't know why you keep him around. I don't know. Is my is weird it's ass dreams it's I get to tell you guys about? Yeah, <laughs> it's
2: a weird dream. Yeah. yeah. I was uh, floating I, on the ocean. and It was like made of orange soda. Those syphilitic dreams will I get had a you, dream. man. I was ate a giant it was marshmallow a, <laughs> And a my pillow <laughs> <no>. was gone.
0: <laughs>
2: but no, it was all orange soda. It was weird as fuck. It was a fantasy.
0: Huh? You dumb bitch. <laughs> you dirty dumbass bitch. That, jo- that joke would do really well in Germany. <laughs> they fucking love
1: fantasy. Yeah, time?
0: they do. I couldn't. I couldn't throw a rock and not hit an orange soda.
1: <laughs> That's funny all right guys thank you so much for your time thank you for your attention and listen to this episode as always if you have anything that you want to add to our content you know if you want to contribute in any way don't hesitate to reach out follow us on instagram that's at the Salumas podcast Hit us up on Facebook. Just type in the Salumas Podcast, or go to our website www.thesalumas.com. Uh, again, thanks a bunch. we'll pass this week, and uh, we hope you uh, have a good life or whatever. Some of y'all, some, some of, y'all can of kiss you guys, my yeah, some of y'all can kiss my ass too. Uh, God, get uh, out, peace, you, bitch. <laughs> you supposed to say peace?
0: Oh, you already said,
1: and we are out. Oh yeah, and <laughs> we are out. Peace, bitch. <laughs>